Ilya Sorokin stood on his head, but it wasn't enough as the Islanders fall to the Sabres 3-2. We have our key takeaways from the game and a preview of Saturday's big game against the Carolina Hurricanes. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, including another Islander named to the All-Star team. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islander fans game time or any time, so please feel free to say hello and make some comments, and uh, let's talk a little Islanders hockey. Another frustrating loss for the New York Islanders on Thursday. They fall to the Buffalo Sabres 3-2 in overtime, and you know, if you watched this game, you know that the Islanders really did not even deserve the point that they got uh, by losing in overtime. The reason the Islanders even were in this game and had a chance to win this game, I could sum it up in two words. Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin, 42 saves in a game the Islanders were outshot 45-26. to And yet, because of the outstanding goaltending by Sorokin, the Islanders are able to, they held a a slight lead, 2-1, couldn't hold it, and end up getting a point by this overtime loss. Game over, yeah, 12 seconds into overtime as Rasmus Dahlin made a perfect pass to Dylan Cousins, who was in all alone, and ended up beating Sorokin on a breakaway uh, 
two good things that I think came out of this game, and I'll limit it to those two. Uh, well, no, there were a few more, but the two major good things. First of all, yes, Brock Nelson got a goal getting him off the schneid, and that certainly is a big step forward. The second thing uh, that was just good, if you are the New York Islanders, is the physicality that this team showed. Matt Martin with a goal and 10 hits in this game. And, you know, there are those people who say, oh, yeah, the NAS, uh, excuse me, Nassau Coliseum, the UBS Arena, the home statistician, they're always giving the Islanders forwards too many hits uh, that they don't deserve credit for. They're very lenient with the hits. Well, this is a 10-hit game as done by the official scorers in Buffalo. So uh, that, at least, the physicality aspect of it, Matt Martin all over the place, he had a goal and 10 hits and, and definitely has to be, uh, you know, one of the top Islanders players of this game. Uh, Simon Holmstrom back in the lineup, so that was a plus. A negative, though, Cal Clutterbuck, uh, you know, shaken up and ends up playing 10 minutes and 21 seconds, but you don't like to see Clutter getting banged up Again, he has just dealt with so many injuries. Now, Hudson Fashing did not play. He is day-to-day, as is every player ever on the Islanders, with a lower body injury. So, uh, Ross Johnston thrust into the game in place of Hudson Fashing. He played five minutes and 47 seconds. Early in the game, had a, a nice little situation where what he did certainly diffused uh, a potential problem where a player was in front of the Islanders goal, a little pushing and shoving, and Johnston, you know, his presence basically told the Sabres player, hey, back off, no problems after that, so that was a plus. And yes, before this game even started, the Islanders sending, uh, William Dufour back to Bridgeport in time for him to play this weekend uh, with the Bridgeport Islanders. Look, the problem, if you're going to call the kid up to bench him, you know, early to midway through the second period of his first NHL game and then send him down is almost unfair. And to me... Yeah, I, I really would have liked to have seen him get more ice time in the game on Wednesday and certainly get more than one game. Now, look, I know he wasn't here long term. He was here to get a taste. He was here because of all the injuries. I understand that. I appreciate it. But if you're going to call him up, make it worth his while and give him a little bit more than the odd six minutes that he got and the benching and then the return down to Bridgeport. Dennis, Dennis Chalowski, however, uh, playing again. He was a plus one in this game, but again, only on the ice for 11 and a half minutes of this contest, which wasn't enough. Again, shooting is a problem. And, you know, the Islanders 
got off to a slow start with the shots on goal. It picked up a little in the third period, but 26 shots on goal for the game, but too many of your top six forwards not getting enough shots. Josh Bailey didn't have any shots. Not good enough. Matthew Barzal, one shot. Anders Lee, one. Brock Nelson at least had four, but... You know, you got to have more. Bailey, Parise, no shots. Barzi, one. Lee, one. You know, I can understand Clutterbuck, Holmstrom, and Johnston not having shots, but you need more. You need more from those guys who are supposed to be your top forwards. But realistically, the problem for the Islanders, bad defensive zone coverage, struggling to get the puck out of the defensive zone and start transitioning to offense unfortunately it's the same old song because we've seen these difficulties happening way too often and again you know it's 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 happening again and it's not good enough to win hockey games yeah you take the point but you need two and you know even I'll go this far the Buffalo Sabres right now are a team that is battling with the Islanders for a wild card spot. And, you know, you've got to be better. The Islanders, even as bad as they were playing, had a 2-1 lead going into the third period, could not hold it, end up giving up the two points. Buffalo gets two, the Islanders get one. But if it wasn't for Ilya Sorokin... They wouldn't have had any points. Easily could have been a 6-2, 7-2 game. And during the game, they announced that Ilya Sorokin had been voted to the All-Star team by the fans. And, you know, fans, I give them credit because Sorokin deserved it. He really deserved to be the Islanders' first representative. That went to Brock Nelson. But congratulations to Ilya Sorokin. He deserves to be on the All-Star team and he is going to his first All-Star game, so congratulations to Sorokin. We have got more to get to on today's show. Hopefully, uh, a better performance coming Saturday, and we preview Saturday's game against the first-place Carolina Hurricanes. Plus, we have our Unsung Hero of the Day, our Go to the Day, and... Uh, a lot more thoughts about last night's game. All that and a lot more still to come on tonight's Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, when you want to eat healthy, you don't want to compromise taste. So I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, every Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in great flavors like cookies and cream, coconut puffs, churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Unbelievable. And the macros, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein per bar. And look, we've been telling you for a long time, you can go to Built.com and order your favorites, but if you're by a Walmart or a Sam's Club now, you can buy them in the store. So go to Built.com and check out 
all their choices for the best flavors of Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So the Islanders, back at the UBS Arena Saturday, they will take on the Carolina Hurricanes. 14 points now separate Carolina and the Islanders in the standings. And the important thing for the Islanders is going to be just getting back on a winning track. The, the key for Carolina is defense. They are third in the league in goals allowed, which is really good. Offensively, they're just a little under average, 19th in a 32-team league. Their penalty kill is 12th in the league, 80.6% success rate. The power play, however, struggling like the Islanders, just 26th in the league with an 18.3% success rate. And look, we know that this is a good team. We have seen it. And the goaltending, the duo of Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta, uh, both playing well, and as was uh, Pyotr Kochekov, who is no longer in the t- with the team, back down in the minors. But Ranta, a 2.63 goals against average, an 8.94 save percentage. Anderson, 2.48 goals against, 9.03 save percentage. The lower save percentages, or the average save percentages, what does that tell us? Well, when you're third in goals against, but your goalies are not great with save percentage, that tells me you that the Carolina Hurricanes do not allow a lot of shots on goal. And it's going to be a big challenge for the Islanders to just remember to shoot the puck early and often. Number one goal scorer right now on the Canes, Andrei Svechnikov. Martin Nekash is next with 17 And Sebastian Ajo, not related to the Islanders, Sebastian Ajo, has 14. Uh, The power play, Stefan Nosen, has six power play goals to lead the team in just 41 games. You look at the line combinations now for Carolina, what we can expect. Sebastian Ajo, Max Pacioretty, and Seth Jarvis are the top line, but Pacioretty... uh, Right now listed as day-to-day, so we have to see if he returns to the lineup Saturday. Paul Stastny, Andrei Svechnikov, and Martin Nekash, the second line. It's better than the Islanders' first line, at least offensively. So uh, tells you, again, the depth that this team has. Jordan Stahl centers the third line with Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Fast on either side of him. And Jesperi Kotkaniemi is the fourth-line pivot, uh, Tuvo uh, Teravainen to his left, Stefan Nosen to his right. On the blue line, Brent Burns and Jacob Slavin. The top pair, Brady Shea and uh, Brett Pesci are the second pair. And former Islander Calvin DeHaan is on the third pair with Jalen Chatfield. The goalies, as I mentioned, Anderson and Aranta. And we'll see who uh, Carolina goes with in goal. But in their last game, which was last night, uh, the uh, Hurricanes basically beating the Minnesota Wild by a 5-2 to two score. And the goaltender was Frederick Anderson. So you would think Ranta will probably get the call. Three out of their last four 
uh, winning games for Carolina. Their only loss, a 2-1 to loss to Pittsburgh, but they won at Columbus. Uh, uh, they beat Pittsburgh, excuse me, lost to Vancouver 4-3, to and then beat Minnesota. So they're beating some, you know, two out of the three wins coming against good teams. And uh, Carolina, just a solid team, top to bottom, very, very strong defensively. And, you know, we talked earlier in the week, Matthew Barzal, he was shooting last two or three games. He stopped shooting. Barzy's got to shoot. Anders Lee has got to shoot. Uh, Bavillier shot the puck a lot today, just couldn't get results, although he had a pretty assist on the first goal. But, you know, this team, this Islanders team, going up against a solid defensive team, Put pucks on the net and then go for those rebounds and tips. Uh, you need Anders Lee to do that. You need Zach Parise to do that. You want, you know, shots from the point, whether it's Dobson or Pulak uh, or Mayfield. Anyone, really. Shoot the puck from the point. Go for those rebounds. Go for those deflections. It's the dirty goals that are going to help you get your confidence back and get you out of the slump. And the Islanders just aren't doing those things, and then defensively, keep it simple. Get the puck out of the net, whether you skate it out or pass it out, but be smart about it. And, you know, this used to be the strength of the Islanders, and now it's turned into a weakness, and that is just causing them problems and, quite honestly, costing them games. So this team just needs to get back to basics and play better hockey. Let's see if they can get that done. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We'll have our unsung hero of the game, our go to the game, our Islanders birthday of the day, and a whole lot more. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Our unsung hero of the game. Well, a couple of tough ones to choose from. You know, the hero of the game, Ilya Sorokin, if the Islanders would have won, he should have been the first, second, and third star. We mentioned Matt Martin with his goal and 10 hits, but that doesn't make him unsung. I'm going to go with Casey Sezikis as the unsung hero. He had an assist, and it was a good one that set up the goal by Matt Martin. He won the majority of his face-offs. He only had two hits, also had a takeaway. Played 16 and a half minutes in this game and was instrumental in the Islanders' penalty kill. No power play goals by either team in this game. So to me, uh, the unsung hero of the game, Casey Sezikis. Go to the game. Uh, You know, this is a tough one, but to me, it's going to be the entire Islanders team in their own zone. Just not playing smart defense. It wasn't any one play. It was just not being hungry for those 50-50 pucks. It was just not making the smart, simple play to clear the zone, and it was just not the way this effort should have been. Uh, So to me, as a team, defensively, the Islanders are more or less the go to the game for not playing the way they are supposed to play, especially in their own zone. And 
you know what? Maybe the power play can be tied as the go to the game because, boy, uh, they had one power play chance where they created chances. But if you watched this game, if you saw how the Sabres moved the puck on the power play, even though they didn't score, man, the Islanders coaching staff should be taking notes and trying to replicate what Buffalo did, how quickly they moved the puck and how well they passed it, and how they created opportunities by doing both of those things. The Islanders rarely do them, and that's why they rarely even get chances on the power play, let alone get goals. So, unsung hero, Casey Zizekas, the GOAT, the entire team's play in their own zone, and their failures on the power play. So, uh, just, you know... Unfortunately, too many to choose from is is basically the way I would put it. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And this is a guy who played a lot of roles for the New York Islanders. Saturday will be the 52nd birthday of former Islanders captain, center, and coach Doug Waite. A native of Detroit, Michigan, drafted by the Rangers during the 1990 draft in the second round made his debut during the 91 playoffs for the Rangers, came up in 91-92 as a fourth-line center, was dealt to the Oilers late in the 92-93 season. That's where he spent his prime. Later, played for the Blues, was a deadline deal acquisition for the Hurricanes and won a cup with them in 06. Played for the Blues again, the Ducks, and then the Islanders in 08, 09, 09, 2010 and 2010-2011. Injuries slowed him. He was older at that point, but Doug Waite had a solid, solid career. 1,238 NHL games, 278 goals, 1,033 points and 970 penalty minutes. Again, did win a cup and had 23 goals, 72 points in 97 career playoff games. None of those playoff games coming with the Islanders. And, of course, you know, he was the Islanders' head coach in 2016-17, uh, excuse me, 2017-2018. The team finished two games under 500 that year and missed the playoffs. And then, of course, he was gone and in came Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello. But, you know, Doug Waite, one thing you got to say about him, he didn't play a defensive-oriented system that helped the Islanders in that regard but they were certainly entertaining, and I loved his honesty during post-game press conferences. He was always good, and, and I got to interview him for my book, uh, Ice Wars, and Doug Wade had some great stories to tell about the Islanders-Rangers rivalry, mainly because he played on both sides of it. So uh, always great to uh, wish the very best to Doug Wade on his 52nd birthday coming up on Saturday, and Doug Waite is our Islanders' birthday of the day. This team needs to find its way, and you look at sort of where they have been this month, and it just hasn't been pretty, and right now, the Islanders are They've lost eight out of ten games this month. Now they got a couple of, 
you know, loser points along the way. But, you know, when you've played 10 games in the month of January and you've got two wins to show for it, you, it is not the way to stay in the playoff race. And look, here's the schedule now. Between now and the All-Star break, you got Saturday's game at home against Carolina. Next week, Monday at Toronto. Wednesday at Ottawa. Friday at home against the Red Wings. Saturday at home against Vegas. And then you go into the uh, a week off and then the All-Star break. I'm going to say this again, and I have I take no joy in saying it. <clears throat> but if this team can't start putting together some wins by the All-Star break at the trade deadline, Lou Lamorello has to start a total rebuild. He has to start trading away veterans who, you know, are not going to be able to help this team on the ice to reach the playoffs and start acquiring draft picks, young prospects, younger players, and look, you've got a great goalie in Ilya Sorokin. You can build around him. He can keep you in games, but the effort has to be better, and and if this team can't make the playoffs this year, they have to start a total rebuild, and the next week, week and a half is going to be critical in making that determination. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the game Saturday. And of course, let's go Islanders.